Gentlemen, hello and welcome to Rise Up, episode 65. Can you believe it? Episode 65 already. Can you believe it? It is going so fast. It's amazing. The show is growing. The gospel is spreading. Jesus is contagious. People are waking up everywhere, not being red-pilled to politics, 
However, being red-pilled to the gospel. Do you feel it? Do you see it? Every day, more and more. I have so many great things to talk with you guys about today. We are four minutes past the hour. I want to thank everybody who's watching at LFA TV here on Rumble, baby, our home for the future. I'd also like to thank everybody who's watching on digital TV um, and listening on podcasts. And do not forget, if you have a mobile phone, whether it's Android or iPhone, you can go to your mobile store right now. Actually suggest you do this. Pick up your mobile phone. Go to your Play Store, your app store, and type in LFA, put a space, and then put TV. When that pops up, download it, and you can watch every single show live. And then you'll be able to watch the day um, that you just watched. In, in um, It'll just continue to play until the next day. It'll just rotate and loop over and over. So make sure you guys download the app. Now, I do have something else to say. I do have an announcement to make. I do, it's going to happen sometime this week. It's, it's going to be on their schedule, not ours. Uh, but you will no longer be able to have uh, the LFA TV app or channel downloaded on Roku and Fire Stick. However, you can download the Rumble channel. You can download the Rumble platform on Roku and Fire Stick. And you can still watch LFA TV on your big TVs and... Have us on your phone or your laptop in order to chat while watching on the big TV. So I uh, suggest everybody, if you have Roku and Fire Stick, and, th- and if that is how you watch LFA TV, I'm going to, uh, and, and, I'll, and I'll let everybody know this for the next few days, go and download the Rumble channel or the Rumble platform on Roku and on Fire Stick. You just type in Rumble and it'll pop up. Then once you're in Rumble, then you can go in there and watch LFA TV. Okay, and the reason why we did that is because we have to pay a lot of money to have Roku and Fire Stick, like a lot of money. And if they're already available, if we're already available on Roku and Fire Stick for free, just by going to Rumble, it'll save us that much more money and we can put it back into the company, back into the Slurp Fund or wherever it's needed. So I did want to tell you all that before we start today. One other thing, so many people are telling me that they are uh, seeing so many benefits of joining the Facebook page, which is the LFA family Facebook page. Now, I don't have Facebook, so I don't know what goes on in there, but producer Eli is in there, and um, there's like three or 400 LFA family members now in that page on Facebook. It's it's just LFA family, right, Eli? Just LFA family. Uh, Go uh, submit, and you'll, uh, whoever's running that page. Who's running it, Eli? Is it Larry Reha? It might be Larry. It might be a few people. I don't even know who's running it. That's the greatness of this channel and the great people here. But I can tell you this. Uh, I, can, I, I can tell you this. Um, what's that? Cindy Castile is the admin of it. Cindy Castile. Um, so I do know one thing is that Eli's posting pictures of his, in, uh, his life and my life uh, before God and before LFA TV when we were in the music business. So definitely you want to check that out if you want to see pictures of me being super skinny and Eli uh, looking like a Tony Stark wannabe the way he uh, cut his beard. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> uh, Wayne uh, W. Lionel says, love the Facebook page. That's great. Cindy runs it. Okay, MAGA mom, God bless. Thank you very much. 
Uh, I requested to join the page a few days ago, and no one will let me in. Cindy, where are you? Where are you? You should let Eli. You should make Eli an admin of it as well, so he can work on it uh, throughout the days and get the right people in there. Wish you could join, Jeremy. Hey, I'm there in spirit. I'm there in spirit. How about that? Cindy Lou, who is running it. Cindy, if you're listening, you got some people to approve. Get them in there. Get them in there. And that's that's just another great way about all of us being connected. Look, if you don't want to follow my newsletter every morning, then then being there is a great place to be. Um, it was nice to see everyone's faces, says Shan. Yeah, it's good to see I put a face to the name, isn't it? I think so too. Eli put the link in the uh, in the chat here so you guys can grab it. Um Yvonneser says, Yvonneser says, uh, fatigued after COVID, but going to work with my kiddos. That's all I saw. Well, we're sorry that you are fatigued from COVID, but the uh, good thing about it is, is you made it through. Anybody else get as messed up uh, over the time change as, my, as me and my wife did, by the way? I woke up on Sunday, yesterday. We missed church and everything. We had no idea what was going on. I didn't even know that time change was coming, let alone that it was here. And we're going to talk about that today. We're going to talk about that today. But right now, folks, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Then let's, have, let's talk about our rise up coffee, take a sip, and let's get right into it, okay? Because it is Monday. It is Monday. So, Jeremy, join under a new name. Well, I could do that, except I don't want to. <laughs> I hate that place so much. Uh, I could do that. But as soon as they know it's me, they're going to ban me. As soon as they see my, uh, my face as the one running the page, they'll ban me. I've had people that are suspended from sharing a video that has nothing to do with politics just because it had my face on it. So you do got to be careful about that. Uh, I don't know why the um, LFA producer page is still up showing sharing all the shows. Maybe they're done sharing. Maybe, maybe they're done um, suspending and stuff. But either way, I wouldn't go back. And if I did get my page back, I'd go back just to let everybody know to migrate to YouTube or uh, Rumble and then I'd bounce. I can't believe I said YouTube. <laughs> All right, let's go to the Lord in prayer. It is Monday morning. Here we go. Our Father God in heaven, Lord, as we start this new week here on earth in America and on LFA TV, we pray for forgiveness, Lord, first and foremost. Forgiveness for the sins that we've committed yesterday, the sins that we'll commit today, and the sins that we've committed all last week. Lord, we do repent for our sins. Truly and honestly, we do repent for our sins. We are so grateful that you are so merciful. We're so grateful for your grace. Lord, we ask that you teach us how to have that same mercy and show us how to administer that same grace to people who might have wronged us or our families and maybe we're holding a grudge against them. Lord, every day with you is peaceful and brings joy and laughter and happiness versus every day without you brings despair, loneliness, depression and anxiety and worry and fear. Continue to touch our hearts every day and we ask that you bless each and every soul that will watch and listen to this message today. We pray that everybody will find enough courage and strength and know-how to share this message out to the world. That is our duty. That is our job. That is our responsibility per your son, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. And for that, Lord, we are ever so thankful. Be with us today. 
bring health and restoration to the uh, LFA family members who are feeling down, feeling run down and beaten, broken and bruised. Lord, we also pray for our leaders, whether they're on our side politically or not, that they will turn towards you to make the best decisions for we the people. We pray all of this in Jesus' name, and we thank you. Amen. Everybody join in the Facebook page, Eli. There's going to be a lot of new people in there. We've got 837. That is it. Come on, folks. We can do so much better than that. Are you soldiers of God or are you soldiers of laziness? Let's go get those fingers working. We should be happy not to share Jeremy Harrell on Rise Up, but to share Jesus Christ and the message of God. So let's get that uh, get do, going on that today. And ladies and gentlemen, the smell of American pecan is filling the studio right now. I love it. Eli loves the smell of it. He doesn't drink it as much as I do. But ladies and gentlemen, rise up coffee. Make sure you get yours today. We're running low on American pecan. We're going to put in another um, uh, order from Cherokee Rose, our great partners down in Georgia, to get another um, shipment. And then hopefully, by the grace of God, we can get decaf coming really soon. All right? We've got Bubby9299, who's his first timer. Good morning, Jeremy. I felt that. That's what happens here on Rise Up usually feel pretty much everything we talk about. So I want to thank you for joining in on your first time. What we're going to do right now is we are going to go to the title of today's show. Then we're going to get into one minute prayer for dads. And then it's story time, ladies and gentlemen. I've got a story to tell you. And you know, our stories here are usually top notch. Top notch. By the way, the funds for Sadie's bike will be delivered today to Sadie's family and then as they progress into getting this bike for Sadie we will hopefully if we can't get them on the show we'll hopefully at least get pictures for you okay I don't want anybody to think that we are commercializing the help that we're giving to them all right uh 1776 I was asking my six-year-old what he knows about God and he thinks Jeremy is God (laughs) well tell him no tell him I'm not even close but I am an ambassador of God Kind of like the Santa Claus that you, that you find in the mall. They're not the real Santa Claus, but they are Santa's helpers. And they are um, acting in the better judgment of Santa Claus, right? That's what we, we got to tell them. Uh, amen. All right, let's get into this. So today, folks, we're going to be reading from page 49 of One Minute Prayer for Dads. Again, this is One Minute Prayer for Dads. This is what it looks like. I know so many of you have ordered this book for yourselves, your husbands, your, 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 your fathers. Um, yeah, awesome news for Sadie. So, and when we get the pictures, we'll put them in the LFA family page on Facebook so you guys can see what your money that you're donating is going towards. I think that's great. I think that's great. All right, here we go, page 49. And it's um, Time Flies When You're a Dad. Time Flies... When you're a dad, and the title of today's show is The Power of Jesus is Contagious. Folks, if you think courage is contagious, wait until you understand how powerful and contagious even the presence of Jesus' name is. Here we go. Time flies when you're a dad. From 2 Peter 3.8. Do not overlook this one fact, beloved. Beloved. That with the Lord, one day 
is a thousand years. And a thousand years is one day. It's easy to lose track of time when every day is pretty much the same as the day before. A good dad watches the calendar and knows that his time as a dad while the kids are at home is limited. And he must make the most of these short, fleeting years. Lord, time flies. It seems only yesterday we got the news that a baby was on the way. I'm sure you guys can all relate to that. How many of you don't have children at home anymore? How many of you are on the precipice of your children leaving? Fleeing and flying away from the nest? How many of you remember decorating your baby room when you brought your baby home or prior to your baby being born? How many of you remember changing the diapers, waking up every night, feeding in the middle of the night, hearing the cries, hearing the screams, sending them off to their first day of school, letting them know that everything's going to be okay, fixing their scratches, fixing their bumps, fixing their bruises, taking them to their doctor appointments, eating dinner with them every night, having them bring home the stuff that they worked on at school. Mommy, Daddy, I made this for you. Please put it on the fridge. You know, as a, uh, as a father of five, there are many times when I think to myself, oh, I can't wait until you kids are gone. As you can see, even thinking about it is bringing tears to my eyes because I'm remembering all four kids, the olders, Daddy, I made this at school for you. And now my five-year-old does it. And I'm actually, the way that I parent my five-year-old is the five-year-old is the way that I always wanted to parent my other four. But I was too young and stupid. I didn't understand. I didn't have any wisdom. And I'm so glad that God gave Sabrina and I another chance to raise another child the way that we should have raised our first four. Now, we do thank God that it's not too late and that we still have all four of our children, our older children, at home. We do thank God for that. We do think that we can we do thank God the fact that we can that we can bring God into our children's lives before they leave home and that we've been able to do that for the last 6 years or so. Race mom says my grandson's drawings are on the fridge right now. Life goes by so fast. Sass 64 says I have 5 grandsons and my daughter's surprisingly expecting her third child. So excited. So excited for you. The pitter-patter of little feet is something that you'll never get back once they're gone. So enjoy it. Love it. When your little five-year-old or six-year-old or seven-year-old says, Mom, Dad, Grandpa, Grandma, Mima, Papa, can we do this? The last thing on your mind should be the word no. Of course we can do this. Mima, can you play tea time with me for a little bit? Oh, I've got a thousand things to do today. I don't have time right now, honey. Maybe later. <laughs> Maybe later's turn into your biggest regret as a parent. And we all take it for granted when we're in it. You know you did. Don't lie. You know you did. We all do. We have moments 
where we take it for granted. I'll, I'll say that. Moments. My four olders are, ready, are, are almost ready to leave. The scary part about that is, and the part that brings tears to my eyes, is I'm not ready for them to go. I'm not ready for them to go. I didn't have enough time. That's what we say. But we do have enough time. Whether you're a parent or a grandparent today, you do have enough time. Stop saying no and start saying yes. Papa, can I show you the thing that I did today? In a little bit, honey, I'm busy right now. No. No. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Let me see the great thing that you made today. Because I can tell you this. Nothing is more important than that. I mean, God is, obviously. But uh, as a parent, nothing is more important. Stop saying no. Stop saying later. Stop saying in a few minutes. Jane Jager, cats in the cradle in the silver spoon. Little boy blue in the man in the moon. When you're coming home, son, I don't know when. We'll get together then, son. You know we'll have a good time then. Well, my son turned 10 just the other day. He said, thanks for the ball, dad. Come on, let's play. Can you teach me to throw? I said, not today. I got a lot to do. He said, that's okay. And he turned and he smiled at me. He said, you know, I want to be like you, dad. You know, I want to be like you. Now we are a family, and the kids are growing up fast, with each year seemingly passing quicker than the year before. This just makes me all the more eager to make sure that I do this dad thing right. And folks, if you have kids who have kids, you're still a dad. You're still a dad to your child who has kids. You can still counsel them in the ways of your mistakes. Veer them away from it. I pray you'll be the guardian of my time. Help me make the most of each week. Help me redeem the passing time. Remind me to slow down my life and not be in such a rush lest I overlook important events as the kids are growing up. Never let me say I wish I had more time with my kids, Lord. Never. But we all say it. We all say it, don't we? I want each of you today to really, 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 really Focus on what I've said for the last 20 minutes. It doesn't matter if your children are grown up and they have their own children and they're gone. It does not matter. 
Spend time with your children. Spend time with their children. More time than you already are. It can never be enough. You'll never get enough. And you'll always have regrets. But make sure that your regret is that you did not, that your regret isn't that you didn't try. Because that's the worst regret at all. I did not try to spend time with my kids or my grandkids. Now, here's another thing. There are some of you out there that have a quarrel with your kids to the point where they're not letting you see your grandkids. I know there is. You've told me. To you, I say this. No matter what, make amends with your children. No matter how wrong they are, no matter how right you are, no matter what they've done, if you have a relationship with your child that is so bad that they do not let you see their children, do whatever it takes now. Mend that relationship. Here's another thing, and this is for myself. This is Jesus convicting me in the moment. Are you ready for this? If you have a parent, if you are a child who moved away from your family, and you do not live near your family, and your parents are getting older, and you know that they're about ready to go to heaven, or maybe they're not, and your excuse for not seeing them is, ah, it's just so hard to get away from work. They live halfway across the country. They live all the way on the other side of the country. That is a problem that I have. I never go see my dad. And it's going to be too late. And my excuse is, dad, it's easier for you to come here. Just hop on a plane and come here. For me to come there, I got to spend thousands and thousands of dollars and bring the whole family. It's easier for you. That's not a good excuse. I am not doing the right thing as a, as a child for my father. It goes both ways. It does. But if you have that relationship with your father or your mother where they're where you don't allow them to see your children, then you're doing wrong. Unless your father was a molester or something like that. You don't want your child near your father. That I understand. But I'm just talking about petty stuff. It's time to let it go. It's time to let it go. And it's time to start honoring your parents. If they didn't do something that's unforgivable, like molestation or something, but even if they did that, I'm not telling you you have to. Every experience is different. Every scenario is different. But we are to honor our parents. Freebird says, I need to go see my parents a lot more. So do I. My mom lives 20 minutes from me. I may see her, I may see her once every two weeks if I'm lucky. I should start having breakfast with my mom every week. What are we doing? What are we all doing? We can't keep doing this. Please remember to click that little thumbs up right down there. Make it green, number one. Make it green. And number two, take the link to this video and get it to the world. Because whether they believe in God or not, the message of today's show with parenting and being so close is more important for most people than they'll ever know. Since listening to Rise Up and Jeremy talking about putting spouses ahead of my kids, I mentioned this at my mom's mentor group and told my daughter she needs to drop their gifts off more often so they have a... That's all that I saw, honey. But yes, 
Since my wife and I started putting each other over our children, as the Bible tells you to do, our marriage and our life has gotten so much better. I can't afford to go see my daughter and grandson in California, and she can't afford to come here, but we text each other a lot. Ray, that's okay. That's okay. You know what, Ray? Maybe someday the LFA family will raise enough money to get you a ticket to fly out to see your daughter. The, the, the Slurp Fund is not above that. We are here to collectively help each other have better relationships with God and our families. That is what we're here to do. L. Jacobs, you're right. CQ says, I need to stop making excuses to see my parents. That's all I'm asking you all to do. That's all I'm asking you all to do is just to understand what God wants us to do with our families and our spouses and our parents. Because I'm convicted of it. I'm guilty of what I'm telling you to do. So by telling you to do it, I will inherently make myself do it because I can't break a promise to both you and God. So I'm holding myself accountable. And if you can't see each other in person, yes, phone calls, text messages, FaceTime. It's all important, folks. There's a, you don't need to be physically there to have that connection of the Holy Spirit. GR Messick says, Jeremy, today is my son's birthday. He is eight. His name is Jax. Can he get a birthday shout out? Well, that's my, that's my dog's name, Jax Jackson. And he's a big boy now. So I'd be honored. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Jax. Happy birthday to you. Eight years old. Man, time is flying, brother. Before you know it, you're going to be driving. Happy birthday, buddy. And no, I'm not God, <laughs> as the other kid thought. Look at all the birthday wishes coming in for him. Let's go to the Rumble chat. Let's see all the birthday wishes coming in for Jax. Happy birthday, Jax. Happy birthday, Jax. Happy birthday, Jax. Happy birthday, Jax. Are you seeing this, buddy? That's your name, isn't it? J-A-X. Happy birthday. Look at all the people that are wishing you happy birthday. Hundreds of people from around the world. You're famous, dude. Everybody knows your name. Oh, my Lanta. Now you can go to school and say, hey... All these people online were saying happy birthday to me. I was watching this fat guy's show and he, <laughs> he got everybody to say happy birthday to me. I'm famous. <laughs> happy birthday, brother. Eight years old. Amazing. What is that? Second grade? Second, third grade, somewhere in there. Do you know what I did when I was in second grade? I got in big trouble. I pulled the fire alarm at school. Cops came. Fire police, uh, fire station came, and I was only eight years old. I was such a bad kid. <laughs> don't do that. Definitely don't do that. Take advice from uh, uh, an ex-bad kid and a current fat guy. Dude, aren't you, like, old? Yeah, I'm old, Jax, okay, buddy? <laughs> mm. Man, I love that pecan. I love that. Jeremy, it's not pecan, you northerners. It's pecan. <laughs> it's pecan. It's pecan. Pecan. Thank you, AJ. God bless. You're not, <laughs> you're fluffy, not fat. 
Yeah, I went from being fat to fluffy. Now I'm just a my pillow representative. Uh, anyway, um, Jeremy pulled the fire alarm. My stepdad caught the school on fire in second grade, said Melissa. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> it's pecan, says Kelly. <laughs> oh, I love I love talking to you guys every day. Okay, what do we got here? We got 1,124 people. Okay, now I'm going to tell you a story. I'm going to tell you a story. So the title of today's show is The Power of Jesus is Contagious. Boy, is it ever. Is it ever. Let me read for you, if I may, the verse of the day today. Because I think it's important to read it now so we can get into my story. Now, this verse is pretty amazing because most pastors skip over this verse when they're preaching. And I don't understand why I am just now learning of this. That's a great thing about the Bible, folks, is you may think, oh, I've read the Bible a thousand times. We'll go read it a thousand and one and you'll find out something that you didn't know before. That nothing, no other book can claim that but the Bible. No other book. None. No matter how many times that you sit down with the B-I-B-L-E to read the Bible, I don't care if you've read it for 40 years and you read it every single year, front to back, there's going to be something when you read it the next time that you did not catch the last time or the last 40 times or the last thousand times because the Bible is a living, breathing, amazing word of God. And the reason why you see things that you didn't see before is because you're always at a different situation or circumstance in your life. So when the way you read it is different, no matter what. So today I'm going to read from Matthew 27, 51 through 54. Again, I did not know this. I've read Matthew a bazillion times, and I did not know this. You ready for this? Here we go. First of all, I'm going to read the, the, uh, the, the introduction. I said, hello, happy Monday, and what a weekend. The time change really messed <laughs> with me and my wife, and we are still adjusting here, so we apologize if we're a little off today. We have been so focused on spreading the gospel and the truth that our focus was not on the world, so we just didn't even know that the time change was coming proof that when you keep focused on Jesus you tend not to be worried about the day-to-day things here on earth that's for sure Jesus's presence just his name not not even his physical or spiritual presence in that moment which I I, I imagine he's everywhere but you know what I mean even his name is so powerful that this new age revival that you see happening right now around the world has even swept up the most unlikely people and has transformed them into God-fearing individuals. I'm going to tell you a story about that in just a minute. Jesus is contagious, though. We're getting a firsthand look at how contagious Jesus' name really is when used for the right reason, when publicly professed by individual after individual after individual. You and I are seeing it. We are living 
proof that 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 Jesus's name is contagious and powerful. Look at the revival we're living through. If any of you lived through the 70s and were old enough to remember, I was born in the 70s, so I don't remember. But now looking back on it, I know that that revival in the 70s was massive. I like that. Oh, wretched man says, let me tell you about my Jesus and let my Jesus change your life. And that's exactly what he's doing. Check this out. Let's get into this verse first. Verse of the day, Matthew 21, 51 through 54. If you didn't know, now you know. Here we go. And behold, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. And the earth shook and the rocks were split. That is where most pastors stop. I wish they would keep going. Because I never read this verse, apparently. Ready for this? Here we go. The tombs were also opened. The tombs were also opened underneath the temple. And many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep, dead, were raised and coming out of the tombs after his resurrection, these dead saints who were resurrected came out of the tombs and went into the holy city and appeared to many. When the centurion and those who were with him keeping watch over Jesus, saw the earthquake and, and what took place, they were filled with awe and said, truly, this was the Son of God. Now, I always knew that, truly, this is the Son of God. I always knew that the temple shook and the earth shake and the, and the curtain ripped in half. But how come I never read that middle part? How come I didn't know that Jesus was not the only person who was brought back from the dead that day? Now, usually in the Bible, when they say many, like many were following him, many were listening, there were many there hearing the word, many were in the temple. You're usually talking about hundreds, if not thousands of people. So this, so it says that people were literally resurrected just because of Jesus's presence of the resurrection. Love says, yep, where we get the notion of zombies. How did I not know this? How did I not know this? Why was I so ignorant to that fact? I have a New Testament Bible. Matthew 21 only goes up to 46. I do not have what you are reading. Wow. So maybe there's, I mean, I don't know if it's a, if it's a, it's a, if it's a coordinated effort by pastors or if it's just something that they overlook but that's a huge thing to overlook if you ask me how come i've never been taught this this is why you have to stay in the bible because no matter how much you're in it no matter who's teaching you no matter what seminary you go to no matter what you're always going to learn something new and this is something i did not know I did not know that many people, all the saints were raised from the dead and they were out in the streets in the holy city and many saw them, many talked to them. Can you imagine that? We talk about the resurrection of Jesus and how great that was. We talk about the fact that he went to Lazarus physically and rose Lazarus from the dead. But we forget that the power of Jesus is so massive that even anyone in the vicinity of Jesus 
will experience a miracle. A miracle as big as coming back from the dead. Amazing. Jack says, well, ESV leaves scriptures out. Funny because that's where I read it. That's where I read it from was my ESV. So they didn't leave that one out. I understand what you mean because there's a couple lines that are in uh, the uh, the King James, even in the New King James, that isn't in the uh, ESV or the NIV or things like that. But there's a reason for that too. What was the verse and where was it found? It's Matthew 27, 51 through 54. So let's go back and let's talk about the power of, the, of Jesus, of the people that were even in the vicinity of Jesus. What about the woman who made her way through the crowds just to touch Jesus' robe, his cloth, his clothes? She had such faith that Jesus realized immediately he felt the power leave his body. He said, who touched me? Not in anger, because he wanted to know who had this kind of faith. Who had this kind of faith to crawl up and uh, uh, through, the, through the crowd of people she could have been stepped on, kicked just to touch him? Because she knew that if she touched him, that she would be healed. Matthew 27, 51 through 54, if you guys are, I didn't mean to say 21. It's Matthew 27, 51 through 54. Well, they leave that one out. That is so important in Matthew. No, that's in the ESV. That's where I read it from. It's what I'm saying. They didn't leave that out. It's there. That's where I read it from last night. So we know that the woman reached through, grabbed his robe, grabbed his cloth and was healed. And he said, who touched me? Because he was just so. I mean, yes, he, he obviously knows everything, right? But the fact that he did it in public so everybody know this woman touched me and took my healing powers because of her faith. And he loved it. He was happy. He wasn't angry. He wasn't mad. Or what about this? What about the lady that he went sent that he sent home? I believe it was her son to and he, go home. Your son is healed. But Jesus, you need to come. No, go home. Your son will be healed. He doesn't even have to be in the vicinity. He doesn't even have to be in the same vicinity. His power is that huge. Katie says, I love that story in the Bible. So do I. Oh, wretched son says, my 12-year-old grandson is listening too. Well, we tell him hi and thank you for being here. So there you go, folks. You don't have to touch him. You just have to believe. Angel put it in there just now. At the moment, the curtain of the temple was torn from two um, in two from top to bottom. The earth shook, the rocks split in two, and tombs were broke open. The bodies of many holy people who had died were raised. It is amazing. I never read that before, or at least I, I'm sure I read it, but I don't remember it. When you're reading the Bible, you literally have to <laughs> Take verse by verse and break it down. Because if you just read it as a book. If you just read it as a book like you do any other book, you're going to miss so much. You're going to miss so much. 
That's why it's important that if you are in a church, that your church is Bible-based, okay? Taking scripture, breaking it down, and talking about it with you. I'm like you, Jeremy. I never really thought about that scripture, Matthew 27, 52. Now I have to research more on that passage. Wow, mind blown. Exactly. When I found out that Jesus wasn't the only one raised on that day, I'm like, well, wait a minute. There's so much more implication to this. Why would it be in the Bible if if we did not have to look at it and break it down? Of course we do. We have to do that with every verse. That's how in God's word, that is why God wants you to preach the gospel to people the um, the way it was written. Because... Only his words in those specific order, this word after this word, this word before this word, this comma, this exclamation point, this uh, call to action, this whatever it is, it is so perfect that just reading the Bible to people can save them. You didn't save them by reading it. The Spirit saved them through the word. I just never knew that. And how important is it to know that Jesus was not the only one who was resurrected on that day? That maybe possibly thousands were. I don't know. Many means different things in the Bible. But usually it means hundreds or thousands. If you go back and you reference other things like when Jesus was feeding the people with the loaves and the bread, uh, the loaves of bread and the fish and all that stuff. And, 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 all, and it says many were, many were with him, many were traveling with him, many were following him. Usually it alludes to how many there was. So in this case, it doesn't. So you can only assume that it's hundreds, if not thousands. Jeremy, it was when Jesus died that those people were raised to life. Further proof that through death, we have his life. Well, no, it was after he resurrected. If you go back to the word, it says after he was resurrected, not when he was dead. Let's go back into the word. And many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised and coming out of the tombs after his resurrection, they went into the holy city. After his resurrection. So, In his resurrection came the fruit of the other saints. He was the beginning and brought fruit of life. It's just, just, I was so blown away by this yesterday. I said, we got to talk about this today. We've got to talk about this today. Isn't that what's going to happen when Jesus comes back? Maybe that's meant for telling us the second coming. That's exactly what it is. That's That's why this is so important. Because you have to understand that they've already given us a hint. They've already given us a precursor. What is going to happen has already happened. So that we know it's going to happen. So that you don't have to speculate. We already know. We already know. Now, I don't know. I have to get back into the word here and find out. Did they end up going to heaven after the 40 days that Jesus was here? Did they end up staying alive? I don't know. Because I didn't even know they were here. Look at that. God chick says, wow, Jeremy, I have read and studied the Bible cover to cover, and I don't even remember this. Thank you for pointing this out. Mind-blowing. It was mind-blowing to me. It was like God just wrote it in there for the first time and said, oh, yeah, by the way, here you go. I, I added to the word. You guys can't, but I can. It was almost like that. I was blown away. I showed my wife. My, my, my wife said, no. No. I said, yes. She goes, no. She pulled it up, and she's like, wow. Blew my mind. Blew my mind. 
that we've already seen it. We've already seen the second coming in a, in, in a small form take place. So again, why don't more churches, and maybe yours does, I don't know, but my, <laughs> I have never, I have never. Now we have a great new pastor. You guys have met him here before. We're helping them. Actually, as a matter of fact, we're going to go to a sponsor here in a minute because the sponsor for this show is literally what is helping that Christian school grow and actually saving it from going under. That's how God's using this show. Jeremy, you are right. My bad. I knew this, but always understood it that was when he died. But it clearly says when he was re- resurrected. And, and again, that's why it's so very important to read every single word. Jeremy, my church had Ray Comfort as a guest speaker yesterday. He was so awesome. That's amazing. He is awesome. So again, I don't know why I never knew this, but I'm glad that we have this show to be able to cement this, the word of God in our lives. Definitely rumble this video. Rumble, rumble, rumble. Rumble, ladies and gentlemen. Just looked it up. NIV said it real clear, and I never seen it. I can't believe it. I'm telling you, the Bible is a living, breathing thing, folks. It's as real as it gets. It's as real as it gets. Uh, Let's go to our, our sponsor. And folks, the reason why every one of us should utilize our sponsors to at least reach out to them, download the stuff for, for free, buy it if you can afford it. And again, we're not ever going to bring anything to you that you can that you have to buy extra. It'll be in place of something or to save your butt from something that may happen. You know what I mean? Like the Patriot Power Generator. Well, the Trumpet Daily. Now, I know there's some people that are watching that say, these guys are cult. These guys are, look, they spread the word of God. They know how evil that this administration and the Obama administration was. They were some of the first people to call out the Obama administration. Okay? People call me a cult because I do rise up. Long story short, ladies and gentlemen, the Trumpet Daily, the Trumpet, they do what we do here on LFA. They preach the gospel at the same time as they talk about politics. Religion and politics, don't talk about them. Well, you know what? The people that are strong enough and courageous enough to do it are the people that I think that we should be at least giving the time of day to listen to. Plus, it's free. You go to the trumpetdaily.com, you can subscribe for free. You can get their shows, you can get their emails, you can get their study guides, you can get their publications, you can get their books all free. Go there now, trumpetdaily.com. One of the biggest reasons you want to go there is because they are supplying us with $6,000 a month to, to sponsor us. Who does that for something that's free? It's God's work because that money is going to our kids' Christian school. And will then, after they get stabilized and up and running in their new building, we'll go towards other Christian schools, starting other schools around the country. Go to the trumpetdaily.com. Trumpetdaily.com. Green Broccoli said, I ordered the, the Old Country Soap last night. That's amazing. That's amazing. I'm, I hope you like it. I know you like it. Now, getting back to this powerful verse, folks, I want to bring up the Rumble chat because I want to see what you guys have to say about this verse. I got my first Trumpet magazine. I've only had a chance to glance through it and looking forward to reading it page to page. There you go. Shelly Rose says, Jeremy, yes. 
Uh, Garko says, it's in the NIV translation. That's what I read in the Bible. I remember of this happening. I was reading the NIV this year too. Each year I'm switching it up. I think that's, I think that's smart actually. Shelly Rose, born again. There's really been a change in me. Born again, just like Jesus said, born again. It's all because of Calvary. I'm glad, so glad that I've been born again. Uh, 113 Green, understandable why one of why one may believe that the resurrection of saints occurred when Jesus died. Read on. Oh, I did. I did. And I understand why people think that. This hour goes by way too fast. I agree. Jeremy, please read again Matthew 27, 51 through 53. At that moment, when Jesus died, the holy people came out of their tombs. When Jesus rose from the dead and after the resurrection, they went into the city. Okay, well, let's go back to the verse. Let's read it again. Because you know what? We got to read very, very carefully. And behold, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom, and the earth shook and the rocks were split. The tombs were also opened, and many of the bodies of saints who had fallen asleep were raised, and coming out of the tombs after his resurrection, they went into the holy city and appeared to many. So let's talk about that logically for a minute. Because if he died and they were raised, then why did they take three days to go into the city? How could they have raised out of their tombs and then waited for three days before they went to the city? It almost makes me believe that they were just sitting in there like, uh, you know, I'm thinking of that movie, uh, I Am Legend with Will Smith. The way that they're all like sitting and just waiting and breathing really heavy, those, those zombie things. Like, what were they doing for three days? That's why it seems to me that they were raised and then brought and then walked into the city after... The resurrection, because it doesn't, you're right, it, you could take it two ways. You could say, oh, they were, and many of the bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised, because it does say that right after Jesus' death, the, the, the curtain was ripped, the, the earth shook, you are right. And it immediately follows it up with, and many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised, and coming out of the tombs after his resurrection, they went into the holy city. So it is very, maybe another, maybe, maybe reading other versions will help you will help us understand exactly when they were brought back to life and then when they went into the city because to me it's weird that they would sit in there for three days if they came out of the tombs what were they doing waiting uh, we got to wait for jesus to come back nobody knows that we're resurrected we're just going to stay down here in these tombs but it says they came out of the tombs so again it's very 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 um you really got to get into it. You got to read the for, the former and the and the latter before and after that verse to bring it all into concept context. Bobby Mannion says they had to become clean and oriented. Young's literal translation says it clearly. Oh wretched man, says that. Because Jesus had not yet appeared to prove that he was Christ. NIV translation, so you may be right. You may be right. I think we need to dig deeper into this. I think that's why God brought this verse to us today so that we could all dig deeper into it and really understand when they were raised. Well, the fact that they were raised and into the city to begin with, I didn't ever, I never knew. So that to me blew my mind, blew my mind. Okay. Um, 
But again, it, 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 you're right. It is not clear, at least in the version that I'm reading to you. I'll have to go read a couple other versions. But at least in the version that I'm, I'm I, I never really, I just kind of took it, you know, at face value that they were brought out of the tombs and then into the city after his resurrection. But you're right. You're right. They could have been re resurrected and waiting to be cleansed and clean for Jesus to come back. They had to wait for Jesus. He had to be the first, I would think, says Annette. This is amazing. This is absolutely amazing. I love doing this together because together we can really figure it out. NIV said after resurrection. Well, they went into the city after resurrection. That's what this says as well. But when were they raised? It, clearly it does say the rocks were split, the tombs were open, and the bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised. But then it doesn't, it doesn't give you like a chronological, then this, then this, then this. It's just saying things. So if somebody has a version that shows a chronological, I'd really be uh, interested. And I'm going to go look after this. Now, quick story before we go, okay? My brother-in-law who's married to my sister that would be the last person in the world that would believe in God. The last person of the world that would uh, believe in Jesus. And the one who criticizes me the most for my walk with Jesus. They're going through a transformation right now. My brother-in-law came over here to my house yesterday because he's a carpenter and we're going to do some work and I had him come over to, to look at some stuff. Okay. He came over with a faith over fear hat, a faith over fear t-shirt, and talking to me most of the entire time about God. Most of the entire time about God. Now, if you knew my brother-in-law and my sister, this would be the last thing that ever came out of their mouth. And you know what he's saying? He's saying, it's happening everywhere, he said to me. Everywhere, people are turning back to God. He goes, for the first time in my, since I was a kid, I'm turning back to God. And he goes, and, and, and he's, got a lot to, he's got a lot of room to grow, but so do we. I was just blessed that he, A, is walking with the Lord right now and be that he would come to me to tell me all about it. There is really a Jesus revival going on, ladies and gentlemen. It's amazing. It's true. It's huge. It's awesome. And we are so blessed to be a part of it. All of us. Now, I'm going to bring you out the same way I brought you in. I think we had a great show today, and I think we can actually work together in this study. This is a study that we need to actually sit down and study. It's awesome. And so many people are turning back to God. Anyway, his name is Power, so we're going to leave with his name is power. I love each and every one of you. Thank you for being here. Over 1,300 people. If you've not turned that little thumb down there green, please do that now. Stay tuned. Sean Farish and Ungoverned coming up next. I had a wonderful time here with you today. God's name is power. Regardless of how we read things, we're going to keep reading. We're going to learn more. We're going to keep spreading the gospel. The Jesus revival is just getting started. I'm happy. You're happy. God is experiencing uh, something that we have not done in this country for 40 years, and I'm sure he's happy too. So ladies and gentlemen, thank you for being here. God bless each and every one of you. Stick around for Sean Farish, and I'll see you again at 11 o'clock for Live from America. Have a great morning. Peace out. It won't let us down.